Hello and welcome to the Echoine Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we want to talk to you about wear patterns. And what I mean by this is how you wear your shoes, your britches, your horses, saddle pad, even in your dog's foot pads. The pattern of wear is an insight into a myriad of pieces of information that are necessary for the health and performance of you and your companion and competitors. The wear patterns give you a good idea of how the riders may be sitting, how the horse may be moving, how the animal may be moving. It gives you clues to begin your analysis of motion. Let's start with what happened this weekend. I was dealing with an issue with my foot, and I was wondering if it was throwing anything off. And I just so happened to take off my shoes and look at the bottom of it in order to see what was I actually compensating because I didn't feel like I was compensating. Lo and behold, I had worn off the first metatarsal part of the under part of the shoe down to nothing. Now, these shoes have treads. There were no treads left on the foot I was overweight bearing. And I even saw the pattern of how I was shifting weight and the fact that my body said that left sacroiliac was tight and in spasm was what I happened to notice. And think of all of the things that happened to happen that had to have happened in order for me to notice that left pattern in the sacroiliac. First, there had to be the right foot injury. Then there had to be the compensation into the foot, which changed the biomechanics from ankle to knee up to hip until that left glute decided to clench and go, okay, the the buck stops here. This happens in all creatures. Dave, you should talk about the the shoey. Yes, I I was at a farm working on a horse, and I was... was, I was the farrier happened to be there at the time, and I was saying, "Wow, this horse is really off on its left hind." And he goes, "Oh, that's really interesting." He's he's I want to show you something, and he grabs the shoes because he had just worked on that horse and he just replaced the shoes. And this farrier does something very unique, is he actually stamps he stamps a W in the front of his shoes on on the bottom on the on the on the ground surface. He puts it like a double horseshoe, which looks like a W. And he was showing me on the left hind shoe, the W looked brand new. On the right hind shoe, it had been completely worn off. So it gives you an idea of how that horse is moving differently left to right. And what's interesting is it takes it out of the, gee, it looks like he's landing heavier on this hind, or it looks like he's off-weighting this hind. Or when you have something measurable, when I watch a human ride a horse and I notice that there's a weight-bearing difference, and I sometimes will confront them with that weight-bearing difference because we're asked to fix the ribs on the horse or asked to fix something that's off in the horse. They say, but notice that you're 
only waiting one side of the saddle and they'll say, oh no, I'm not. And I'm like, okay, let's go to the videotape. And you take the saddle off, flip the saddle over, take the saddle pad out from under and one side of it has a wear pattern and the other side looks brand new because all of the compression is happening on one side. So it's easy to check yourself. It's easy to look at the pattern and say, I wonder what's behind this and what can I do to change this and create balance. And the same thing happens if, for riders looking at their tall boots or looking at their chaps. If you're not getting the exact same wear pattern, then you are not using your legs equally. And there's a lesson in that that you can choose to learn and choose to do things in a different way. Yeah, because we've seen we've seen chaps worn through on one side and not on the other. We've seen horses with a spur rub on one side, but not on the other. You know, right. and so what issues are this? Is this a human issue? Is this the equine issue? Are they having to use more leg on one side because the horse isn't moving so well? But it gives you a basic beginning of analysis and that's what this is about right and you can begin to look at the pads i mean today we got how we actually looked at the pads on our dog's feet and you can see the wear pattern when you compare front to back and right to left and you can begin to notice whether or not there is an equal wear pattern and it ought to be equal if they're moving in a symmetrical pattern. So as you begin to notice these things, and the time to look is when they're feeling good, not when they're lame and they're already sore. You want to start this investigation on a regular basis so that you can determine whether or not things have room for improvement and things. Yeah, always. because it gives you something to use as a base point. Okay, so before there becomes an issue. Because if you see those wear patterns, uneven wear patterns, that's a great thing to, that's a great beginning. That's a great- uh, Intro. Uh, intro or hint of something could be sh ready to show up. You know, there could be, uh, you know, a horse could be throwing an abscess. There could be, the dog could be starting to get ready to, to have a, a, a leg issue. But there can be patterns of where that give you initial clues. And we see that, I mean, in the horse world, you can see flare in the hoof. You can see very dramatic changes because of these wear patterns. If your eyes are looking for the small change, if your eyes are looking for the bottom of the shoe starting to wear unevenly, you can catch it before there is a gross problem with the anatomy and bony changes or ligament soft tissue changes that will take a long time to deal with. So looking at wear patterns, look, everybody listening to this, as long as you're not driving, look at the bottom of your shoes and tell me, and one of the first best ways to look at them is put them on a, on a flat surface and look at them from behind and notice, do the backs of your shoes come up straight or is that central line in the middle of your heel more towards one side than the other. Then notice, have you deformed the shoe? And is one shoe wider than the other? Then flip it over and look at the wear patterns and see, is the shoe smoother 
on one side than the other or in one part of the bottom of the shoe than the other. Notice, you, all change comes first by noticing what those differences are. And then you can reach out and say, okay, this is what I saw, what's, what's the solution? And there will be those who have more experience who can help offer the correct shoeing solution, the correct balancing solution, the, the better saddle fit, the evening up your stirrups, making sure that when you're walking the dog, you're walking them from both sides, that you're walking, you know, in, up, up and down. Well, we're in Florida here, so hills is a euphemism. But it, making sure that you're balancing out your behavioral patterns if you want to balance out your structural patterns. And we run into this all the time with barn shoes. People go, oh, these are my barn shoes. And you look at them and they're so bad. They're so collapsed on one side or they're folded. They're buckled in on one side. There's a problem with the shoe, but oh, I only, these are only my barn shoes. Well, how long are you in your barn shoes? Eight hours a day, probably. So just to say they're your barn shoes because they're comfortable and you've molded them to the way you want, you have to understand is your horse listens to the aids you give it whether you know you're giving it to them or not. And when you wear shoes that are unbalanced, it creates an unbalanced body. And that unbalanced body will give indirect aids to that horse. Absolutely. And and one of the things we see every day is people scrunching down the back of the heel because it's faster to just throw your foot into it than it is to pull the heel up over it. Well, the most important part of biomechanical support is making sure that you have a heel strike so that you're not only waiting your metatarsals on the front part of your shoe, which then puts you on your forehand. And if you're on your forehand when you walk, you're going to be on your forehand when you sit on a horse because the patterns that you establish come into your normal behaviors. And unless you are thinking about how you're sitting, and that's difficult to do all of the time, you want to be able to have that pattern of correct posture be so ingrained that that's what you do naturally, not only when you turn on your conscious brain. And if you have uh, like a horse, if you have a horse without shoes, where does it start to chip? Does it start to chip on the inside of the hoof? Does it start to chip on the outside of the hoof? It gives you an idea of where that horse is applying more pressure. And is it a regular pattern? Does it consistently happen? If you have the farrier putting shoes on, ask the farrier, hey, did you notice you have to take more off the inside or more off the outside on the left or the right? You know, talk to your farrier about what they find as well, because your farrier is looking at wear patterns just as much. He may not discuss it or they may not discuss it with you, but they see it. They see it all the time. And you're going to see this in the pattern with your dogs. If you're the one who clips their nails, you're going to be able to see whether or not there is a difference in the length, there is a difference in the wear in one foot versus the other. And if you're taking them to a groomer, ask the groomer before they do it, because they may not log this information consciously unless you say, hey, when you're clipping their nails, tell me, do they grow longer on the right or the left? Do they grow longer in the front or the back? So that you can use that information and you can use changes in that information to determine whether or not you are doing things in the best and healthiest way possible for your animal under your care. Yeah. And look at all your tack, not just your saddle pad. 
Okay, look at your saddle, look at your stirrups. Are your stirrups starting to get uneven? You're pushing, you're stretching. Are you stretching one stirrup out more than the other? Because then you know you're putting more weight into that side. Uh, look at, you know, you can flip the, look inside the bridle. Is, there, is it look more at, against one side of the face than it is the other? Look There's, at the, the marks of yeah. the bridle too. You know, are they getting a, a rub on one side of their mouth and not on the other? Yeah. So there's lots of things that you can look at that give you a basis of patterns of wear. And those patterns of wear can really lead to something down the line if you're not paying attention. For those of you who wear gloves, you will even see a difference in the wear pattern within your hands. I will ask people often when I come up with an issue with the horse on the pole or the atlas or the Hyatt on one side and ask, is this horse ridden by someone who has more tension, more energy, more, more uh, resistance in right hand versus left hand, often they don't know. Because again, once you have a habit pattern, it's no longer logged consciously. So you need to be able to look at these wear patterns in order to bring that unconscious behavior up to a conscious level. Yeah, and we see it in humans all the time, and we evaluate the human and go, "Oh, your horse is drifting to your horse is drifting to the left, isn't it?" They look at you like, "How did you know that?" Well, because your shoulder's off, your left hip is off, so you're obviously leaning into the left side, which you're putting more right leg on because now you got a bigger like your spur rub on the right side of the horse. So obviously, that horse is going to be drifting in the direction you're telling it to. You're telling that horse to drift to the left. You can learn this from the seat of your pants. You know, I mean, people who keep their clothes long enough will often wear out one cheek before the other. And again, the bottom line is keeping your eyes open and taking in cues from your behavior, your dog's behavior, your horse's behavior, and the subtle changes that wear and tear will reveal about what is undermining ultimate performance. And so we just offer you the opportunity to notice. And we would love it if you share some of the pictures that you find when you see these wear patterns. I flipped over a saddle the other day and you could see the dark stain of wear on one side of the saddle and nothing on the other. And, you know, people blame the horse. Well, you know, it's, it's not always the horse. Um, and it's not even often. It's usually a combination of elements that involve everything that we use to create this ideal situation. And, and really the same thing with, with your dogs. You can see wear patterns in their fur. You can see matting on one side versus another, which can give you a cue about how they're moving, what, what side of the body is more flexible and the fascia is gliding better because that side is you know, freer in their hair follicles than on the other side. There's an unlimited number of cues. I want you to start noticing, start taking pictures, start sharing the pictures, and help other people raise their awareness of the small things you can do to make the big difference. Yeah, because send us the pictures because we actually have a wall of shame of human shoes. And unfortunately, we have a few farriers that made the list 
unbelievably well because, you know, feet matter and they need to take care of their own feet as much as they do taking yeah. care of animals' feet. Those are definitely some of our favorite. We, we see often on, online pictures of, you know, people who let their horses go and the toes are flipped up and those same people forgot to look down at what they're wearing. And so share it with us, tag us in pictures you post, and we will keep informing you of the things we find that can make your life a little bit better, make your horses, dogs, and humans run a little bit faster, jump a little bit higher. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline Podcast.